worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us to begin with in the Word of God. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. All of Psalm 23. Then looking further in the Word of God, the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 to 12. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtain a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and through it he being dead, still speaks. By faith Enoch was taken away, so that he did not see death, and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. By faith Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city, which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised Therefore from one man, and him as good as dead, were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the sea shore. Verses 1 through 12, Hebrews chapter 11. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word, your word which is a book of grace, a book of light, a book of power, a book of mercy. But also, Lord, I thank you for the truth that your word is a book of faith. It's a book that builds our faith, that guides us and teaches us to see through the eyes of faith, to see all of the world and all of life through the eyes of faith. More and more empowers to be wise students of your word, who read and, and diligently meditate in your word daily and grow daily in our understanding of how to put our faith and trust in you and in your word to work 
each and every day of our lives. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. We appreciate you being a part of our listening family. Our producer is Isaac Jackson, and we ask and invite and continue to remind you we very much desire and need your prayers. Please pray much for the ministry and the work of the American Family Association. Pray for the work and ministry of the American Family Radio Network in particular. And we ask for your prayers for this broadcast, the Hour of Intercession, as it's to be a tool to help believers to become serious prayer warriors and faithful disciples and followers of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Once again, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. And if we can uh, share with you some of the articles or items or tools that we speak about sometime, we're glad to share them with you. Please email us. And of course, on an ongoing basis, when individuals give their lives to Jesus Christ, we're very much wanting to connect with them so that we can share with you literature and uh, tools that will help you to begin to grow up and become mature in your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ again. So that same email, joseph at afr.net. Many of our listeners are aware of the fact that by the grace of God, my, my wife, Bertie, and I have had the privilege of being involved heavily in the work and helping to begin a ministry that serves in the Mississippi Delta. The name of the ministry is the Pregnancy Care and Hope Center, and it is a mobile medical pregnancy center ministry that is now operating in the Mississippi Delta. Uh, we've begun to see God do some wonderful, miraculous things already, and it's it's exciting to see God's hand at work. We're asking for your prayers for the Pregnancy Care and Hope Center ministry, the the outreach of the mobile medical pregnancy clinic. We, we need your prayers. And also, if you'd like more information or you want to go on our website, the website is deltapchc.org. Again, that's deltapchc.org if you'd like more information about it. And we're inviting you to prayerfully consider becoming a a committed prayer partner that will pray every day for the work of this ministry. And also, if you feel so led to help financially, we very much are appreciative of those that are led of the Lord to do so. Again, that website, one more time, is deltapchc.org. And if you feel led again to give financially, that again, that is greatly appreciated. But again, prayer partners are so, so greatly needed Please pray daily for this great work. And uh, I've also mentioned about another project that we're involved with that has to do with helping families to learn how to war, to do spiritual warfare victoriously. The project is simply entitled The Christian Family at War. If you want more information about it, email me again, joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. If you think you'd like to learn more about that project, we're glad to talk and share with you about it. A goal is it's so important for us to understand that it's extremely critical that we as believers are very serious about being able to do spiritual warfare successfully. We live in a world where, to be quite honest, sadly, too many believers live a very laid-back life when it comes to following God. And the reality is you cannot be a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ living that way. We can't. None of us are called to live and follow Christ in a laid-back way. We're called to follow Christ passionately and with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's God's call for every disciple in the world. So we hope that you will take that very, very seriously. 
Today we're looking specifically at the topic of faith-strengthening passages from the Word of God, and we'll be sharing some different passages. You know, earlier we started off, we shared Psalm 23 and a portion of Hebrews chapter 11, but I want to remind you of this very important truth. The whole Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, from Genesis chapter 1 all the way to the final chapter in the book of Revelation, every chapter really is a faith chapter. The whole Bible is a faith book. And we serve a God who, again, he responds to faith. In fact, the Word of God tells us in Hebrews chapter 11, without faith, it's impossible to please him. So it's so important that we as God's people understand the importance of being a people who live by faith on basically at least four different occasions in all of the Word of God. You find the phrase in one form or another that basically tells us the just shall live by faith. If you want to live a life pleasing to God, it's very important that we live by faith and keep in mind faith works by love. We're called to be a people to walk in the love of Jesus Christ faithfully each and every day of our lives. Uh, we pick up now to begin with an initial faith chapter, of course, is Genesis chapter 1, a reminder amongst other things, a powerful chapter. It's the chapter God chose to place at the beginning of not only the book of Genesis, but the beginning of the whole book, the whole Bible, all of the Word of God. It's God chooses to introduce himself to us by sharing the insight and wisdom about himself through Genesis chapter 1. So we pick up Genesis chapter 1 starting at verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. God divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. Then God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters. Let it divide the waters from the waters. Thus God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven. So the evening and the morning were the second day. Then God said, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear, and it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters he called seas, and God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth, and it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, the herb that yields seed according to its kind, and the tree which yields fruit whose seed is in itself according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. So the evening and the morning were the third day. Then God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth, and it was so. Then God made two great lights, the greater, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. So the evening and the morning were the fourth day. Then God said, Let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures 
and let birds fly above the earth, across the face of the firmament of the heavens. So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that moves with which the waters abounded according to their kind and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let birds multiply on the earth. So the evening and the morning were the fifth day. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature according to its kind, cattle and creeping thing, and beasts of the earth, each according to its kind, and it was so. And God made the beast of the earth according to its kind, cattle according to its kind, and everything that creeps on the earth according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, See, I have given you every herb, that yields seed which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed. To you it shall be for food. Also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life, I have given every green herb for food, and it was so. Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. All of Genesis chapter 1. Father, thank you, Lord, for the beauty, the power, and the grace found in this wonderful and blessed chapter in your word. And Lord, thank you for the truth that as we simply look and trust you as being our great heavenly Father and our creator, we see the power with which you do all that you do. Help us to be a people that are wise enough to trust you in everything and in every way, continually and as a lifestyle. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to The Hour of Intercession, as today we're looking at the topic, Faith-Strengthening Passages from the Word of God. Sometimes the night was beautiful, sometimes the sky was so far away. Sometimes it seemed to stoop so close You could touch it but your heart would break Sometimes the morning came too soon Sometimes the day could be so I 
think of Abraham How one star he saw had been lit for me He was a stranger in this land And I am that no less than he And all this road Music of Rich Mullins with Sometimes by Step. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Today we're looking at the topic, faith-strengthening passages from the Word of God. Now keep in mind, all of the Word of God is a book of faith. And so actually you could read any passage, but there's some passages that may seem like they're just a tad bit more powerful and especially faith-encouraging. And so we're looking at some of those chapters. And so... Thus far, we've shared Psalm 23 and a portion of Hebrews chapter 11. And Genesis chapter 1 is the one we just finished reading a few minutes ago. We pick up now in the book of Joshua, Joshua chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all these people to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not, <clears throat> do not turn from it to the right hand. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left. Or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the camp, and command the people, saying, Prepare provisions for yourselves, for within three days you will cross over this Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess. And to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and half the tribe of Manasseh, Joshua spoke, saying, Remember the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God is giving you rest and is giving you this land. Your wives, your little ones, and your livestock shall remain in the land which Moses gave you on this side of the Jordan. But you shall pass before your brethren armed, all your mighty men of valor, and help them. 
until the Lord has given your brethren rest, as he gave you, and they also have taken possession of the land which the Lord your God is giving them, then you shall return to the land of your possession and enjoy it, and enjoy it, which Moses the Lord's servant gave you on this side of the Jordan toward the sunrise. So they answered Joshua, saying, All that you command us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we heeded Moses in all things, so we will heed you. Only the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your command, against your command, and does not heed your words in all that you command him shall be put to death. Only be strong and of good courage. Verses 1 through 18, all of Joshua chapter 1. Father, thank you, Lord, for the unique wisdom and grace of the book of Joshua and the unique wisdom and grace and encouragement found in Joshua chapter 1. Lord, thank you for the fact that you call us to follow you. To follow you. you call us to be believers who follow you, and you encourage us to be strong and very courageous. Help us to grow in our understanding of the fact that to faithfully follow you, that we must be courageous. We must be strong and courageous in the way we read your word and the way we trust your word and in the way we obey your word. Help us to know, Lord, that, again, being weak and timid is never a part of what you're calling us to do, but we're always called to boldly follow you in obedience and trust. Thank you for that privilege, and help us to be wise enough to read Joshua chapter 1 often and allow it to be a tool to strengthen and encourage us in our daily walk with you. We thank you, Lord, and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Before we read another passage, I do want to take a moment time to share uh, from an article that we shared on the AFA stand. It's in, the article is entitled, A Lifelong Student in the School of Faith. And once again, if you'd like to get a copy of the article, simply email me at joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. Again, the title of the article, A Lifelong Student in the School of Faith. Hebrews 11, chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Again, Hebrews 11, 1. Then Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Again, Hebrews eleven six. Then Romans chapter 1, verse 17. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. Is the word of God true? Of course it's true. It's the word of God, and his word is truth, and God always keeps his word. Well, if it is true, I am called to believe that it is true and act like it's true and live a life acting on its truth. Why would this be so? Well, this is true because living a life of faith is to hear the word of God so that we can believe and live like it's true. Faith follows the Word of God because faith trusts and obeys. It spells out very clearly that walking in faith is tremendously important to everything in the Christian life. The Word of God tells us in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, And without faith it's impossible to please Him, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who seek Him. So it is impossible to please God without faith. Romans chapter 1, verse 17 tells us, as well as other passages, it tells us, 
For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. Again, Romans chapter 1, verse 17. So we see we are commanded to live by faith. So in view of the truth that without faith we cannot please God, and by his commands the just shall live by faith, we need to clearly understand a very important truth. Faith and living by it are extremely important for all believers everywhere. So every believer would be wise to decide to become a lifelong student of faith. In other words, we would be wise to continually seek to build our faith and to continually learn more more and more about faith and how to put it to work in our lives and in this world. The Word of God lets us know that every believer has some faith, as Romans chapter 12, verse 3 lets us know. For I say, through the grace given, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. So every believer has a measure of faith. Yet we are wise to understand that our faith can grow and increase according to the word of God. And it should continually be a goal for all believers to grow and develop our faith to become stronger and stronger. Romans chapter 10, verse 17 lets us know how faith can grow when it says, So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So then a believer can grow and increase his or her faith by reading, studying, and meditating on the word of God. Faith is trust and belief that the Bible, the word of God, is true. And we live a life of faith as we trust the word of God and live a lifestyle acting on the word of God. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2 tells us, For good news came to us just as to them, but the message they heard did not benefit them, because they were not united by faith with those who listened. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2. Keep in mind that living a life of faith is a life in which you need to know how to turn the switch of faith on. In other words, it's, it's important to know how to activate and focus your faith and use it to overcome in any circumstance. In the challenges we face every day in our lives, whether we win or lose a battle is dependent on putting your faith to work. Knowing how to use and apply your faith makes all the difference in the world. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 tells us, For whoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. Again, that's 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. If we want to live a victorious Christian life, we need to put our faith to work in our lives every day of our lives. This is how we live a life that pleases God and that builds the kingdom of God. Read and meditate on the Word of God every single day. Learn to stand on the promises of God's Word. Grow in your understanding that God and His Word can be trusted. You and I are wise to decide to be students in the school of faith who learn more and more about how to use faith. Why? Because one of our goals is to grow in our knowledge of how to live a life that pleases and honors God. And this is a life of faith and trust in Him. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18 tells us, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. Again, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18. Let's be, lifelong, excuse me, let's be lifelong students 
who never graduate from the school of faith. Let's keep learning and growing in faith and our knowledge of him. Again, the title of that article is A Lifelong Student in the School of Faith. And again, how important it is that we as believers are always seeking to apply our faith every single day with every challenge, every difficulty, every storm we go through. Remember, a wise confession is, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I trust you. Lord, I trust you. Why? Because God wants to help us with every challenge, every storm, every difficulty we ever will face. Looking now in specifically in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11, and keep in mind we read the first 12 verses earlier, but we're going to take time to read through the whole book. And I want you to keep in mind, in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, it tells us powerfully the stories of faith of quite a few different characters in Scripture. Remember, every person that is mentioned, there's a faith lesson for you and I to learn from, from the life of every single person that is mentioned. So this is Hebrews 11, beginning at verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by the elders obtain a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts. And through it he being dead, and through it he being dead still speaks." By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city, which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore from one man, and him as good as dead, were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them and embraced them. Well, we'll pick up on the other side. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we're looking at the topic, Faith Strengthening Passages from the Word of God. We'll be right back.
Music from Elevation Worship with O Sing. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We're looking today at the topic, Faith Strengthening Passages from the Word of God. And we started Hebrews 11, so we'll pick up on at verse 8. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore from one man, and him as good as dead, were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable, innumerable as the sand which is by the sea shore. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland, and truly if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. But now they desire a better, that is, a heavenly country. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, In Isaac your seed shall be called, concluding that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning on the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. By faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured to seeing him who is invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians attempting to do so were drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. By faith the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace. And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, and Barak, and Samson, and Jephthah, also of David and Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again. Others were tortured, 
not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. Still others had trial of mockings and scourgings, yes, and of chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains, in dens and caves of the earth. And all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise, God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Verses 1 through 40, all of Hebrews chapter 11. Father, we thank you for the powerful and the very blessed and encouraging faith testimonies of every individual mentioned in Hebrews 11. And thank you for the privilege we have of being able to read and study your word and learn more about the lives of faith of each of these persons. Help us, Lord, to make it our business to learn more about how we can grow in our faith and how we apply our faith as we study your word that teach us about how these individuals courageously and boldly put their faith to work and glorified you and built your kingdom through their faith, trust, and obedience. More and more empower us. Help us to walk as children of light and children who trust you and who have a great faith in you continually. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. And the final passage we want to look at today, and we'll just see how far we're able to get time-wise, but a very familiar story found in the Word of God. It's the story of David battling Goliath. And again, we won't read the entire chapter, 1 Samuel chapter 17, uh, but we'll read a portion of that chapter. We're picking up 1 Samuel chapter 17, starting at verse 12. Now David was the son of that Ephrathite of Bethlehem, Judah, whose name was Jesse, and who had eight son and who had eight sons. And the man was old, advanced in years in the days of Saul. The three the three oldest sons of Jesse had gone to follow Saul to the battle. The names of his three sons who went to the battle were Eliab the firstborn, next to him Abinadab, and the third Shammah. David was the youngest, and the three oldest followed Saul. But David occasionally went and returned from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. And the Philistine drew near and presented himself forty days morning and evening. Then Jesse said to his son David, Take now for your brothers an ephah of this dried grain and these ten loaves and run to your brothers at the camp and carry these ten cheeses to the captain of their thousand and see how your brothers fare and bring back news of them. So Saul, excuse me, now Saul and they and all the men of Israel were in the valley of Elah fighting with with the Philistines. So David rose early in the morning left the sheep with a keeper and took the things and went as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the camp as the army was going out to the fight and shouting for the battle. For Israel and the Philistines had drawn up in battle array, army against army. And David left his supplies in the hand of the supply keeper, ran to the army and came and greeted his brothers. Then as he talked with them, There was the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, coming up from the armies of the Philistines, and he spoke according to the same words. So David heard them. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were dreadfully afraid. So the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man who has come up? 
Surely he has come up to defy Israel, and it shall be that the man who kills him, the king will enrich with great riches, will give him his daughter, and give his father's house exemption from taxes in Israel. Then David spoke to then David spoke to the men who stood by him, saying, What shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? And the people answered him in this manner, saying, So shall it be done for the man who kills him. Now Eliab, his oldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men, and Eliab's anger was aroused against David. And he said, Why did you come down here? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your pride and the insolence of your heart, for you've come down to see the battle. Then for time reasons, we're going to skip down a little further in the chapter. Uh, picking up now at verse 31. And when the words which David spoke were heard, they reported them to Saul, and he sent for him. Then David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, You are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant used to keep his father's sheep, and when a lion or a bear came and took him and took a lamb out of the flock, I went on after it and struck it and delivered that lamb from its mouth. And when it rose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. Then picking up at verse 45. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Then all this assembly shall know that the Lord God does not save with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. So it was when, when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David, that David hurried and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. Then David put his hand in his bag and took out a stone, and he slung it and struck the Philistine in his forehead, so that the stone sank into the forehead and he fell on his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore David ran and stood over the Philistine, took his sword and drew it out of its sheath and killed him and cut off his head with it. And when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. Again, portions from 1 Samuel chapter 17. Again, a wonderful and a powerful chapter to read often, First Samuel chapter 17, a great chapter to encourage your faith and a reminder that our Heavenly Father is bigger than any of the giants of our problems, the storms of life, all the difficulties that we experience in life. Our God is so much bigger and able to help us to walk through victoriously and to come out victoriously through, victoriously through any storm that we may encounter. Father, anoint us afresh with the Spirit of grace. 
Help us to be a people that are wise enough to trust you and look to you continually through all our storms as we face all of our giants, knowing that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Thank you for the privilege of being able to walk by faith and not by sight each and every day. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you've never accepted, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of your life, we'd like to invite you to make that all-important step now and invite him into your heart to be the Lord and Savior of your life. If you'd like to do that, would you simply pray this prayer with us now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that a long time ago you came into the world You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess, I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In your word, you said, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, today I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you daily. Help me to read your word daily. Help me to pray daily. Help me to follow you daily. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you made that decision today and received Christ, please get in touch with us once again. My email, joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We definitely would like to share with you some literature and resources that are going to help you to begin to grow and grow up strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, joseph at afr.net. We hope to hear from you. If you'd like to get a copy of the article we shared earlier, The article is entitled, A Lifelong Student in the School of Faith. Again, email us. Just let us know. We'll be glad to share that with you. Our topic for today, faith-strengthening passages from the Word of God. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.